In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear family, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. With those words, St. John the Beloved began his gospel and reaffirmed what had been known since the first words of Genesis taught humanity, that without Almighty God, there is chaos, but with him, there is order. Without God, there is chaos, as we learn in Genesis, quote, and the earth was without form or shape, with darkness over the abyss, and a mighty wind sweeping over the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Going back to the first chapter of the Gospel of John, isn't it amazing that the very next words spoken speak directly to Jesus and say, quote, what came to be through him, Jesus, was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then, of course, we have St. John the Beloved talking about St. John the Baptist. Quote, a man named John was sent from God. He came to testify for testimony, to testify to, wait for it, the light, so that all might believe through him. He, John the Baptist, was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. And then the gospel's next words are words for our very own time. He, Jesus, was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. Your family, we are in the time, the end of time, when the many in the world and the many in the church are in total apostasy. The many, Jesus' own people, monsters and miters, as Michael Boris calls them, do not accept him. Remember, with God, there is order. There is God's law, and there is God's order. But disregard God's law, there is chaos. There's another word for chaos, a scriptural word. It's called curse. You have to love the way that Moses threw down the gauntlet on that one. From Deuteronomy, Now therefore, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to follow in all his ways, to love and serve the Lord your God with your whole heart and with your whole being, to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord that I am commanding you today for your own well-being. Look, the heavens, even the highest heavens, belong to the Lord your God, as well as the earth and everything on it. Whereupon then Moses said this, Deuteronomy eleven twenty six, See, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse, a blessing for obeying the commandments of the Lord your God, which I give you today, a curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. Of course, Jesus, the Lord himself, says the same thing in so many places and in so many ways, like in that same gospel of John the Beloved, like in John 14, 15, if you love me, you keep my commandments. Or in John 15, 14, you are my friends if you do what I command you. 
And we know that this isn't just Jesus with his opinion. Oh, no. The Gospel of Matthew, Jesus tells us the importance of what it means to be a true disciple of doing God's will. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who keeps the commandments. So how many ways, dear family, do we have to be told? From the days of Moses to the days of Jesus the Lord throughout all the Gospels, the unchanged and unchangeable truth handed down to us today, how many ways do we have to be told that in order, for order, for, in order to have the blessings, in order to avoid chaos and to avoid the curse, then we must do the will of our Father in heaven? Which is exactly, by the way, which is exactly why Jesus, when he taught us to pray, told us to pray this way. Thy will be done, Father. Thy will be done on earth as it already is being done in heaven. So how is it then? How is it then, dear family, that we have so much chaos in the world. How is it then that we have so much chaos in the Catholic Church? Our family connect the dots. When you see disorder, when you see chaos, know and understand the shepherds are not doing the will of our Father. Of course, you don't need me to tell you that. As I've said many times, we have five billion reasons and counting about how the shepherds did not do the will of our Father. When are we going to get upset with that, dear family? Five billion isn't enough to get upset? Six, six billion? When are we going to get upset, dear family, over the continued cover-up? What's it going to take? We have 80% of Catholics abandoning the church. Why? Because the shepherds abandoned them in their apparent time of need. What's it going to take? The shepherds are divisive and they're ineffective and they have created chaos in the world because they have not done the will of our Father in heaven. Staggering, isn't it? And yet, and yet, and yet they criticize speakers of the truth for speaking the truth and calling the speakers of the truth the divisive ones. Staggering, isn't it? The level of the corruption in the hierarchy is staggering. We have utter chaos and a curse upon our nation because we have over 200 bishops who flatly refuse to back Archbishop Corday Leon. Corday Leon, who finally has come out and said, you shall not commit sacrilege and give Holy Communion to that apostate wench from hell, Nancy Pelosi. Of course, Cordelione is only saying what was made crystal clear way back in 2004 when Laocize McCarrick, Theodore McCarrick, and his successor in D.C., Wilton Gregory, hid the black and white written instruction from Rome that said no bishop in the United States shall give Holy Communion to a pro-abort politician. To commit sacrilege by giving them Holy Communion, no bishop shall do that. Yet look how we're divided today. We're in division, and we're in chaos, because to this day, those monsters and mitres refuse to follow the will of our Father. They refuse to follow the unchanged and unchangeable truth. They have destroyed the faith of many by their false leadership. They have led many souls astray, and Jesus the Lord had choice words for the lot of them. It's that bit about the great millstone. All you need to know, dear family, all you need to know that the shepherds 
are not leading the church correctly, is to see the chaos in the church, in the sanctuaries, in the sacred liturgies, like, like what's happened down in Chicago under Blaise Supich's watch. Remember that one priest that said this at the closing prayer, rock with us, Jesus, as we roll with you. And then he blasphemed by making the sign of the cross with his guitar. You see what has happened at Pentecost. Holy Family, where they let that goofball make big soap bubbles up in front of the sanctuary and that moron of a priest danced around singing some secular song. The whole crowd was dancing along. Sacrilege in our sacred worship. Fashion your whip, Lord Jesus, and drive him out now. Drive him out now. Blaise Supich, all the other shepherds of the church, the false shepherds, you have created chaos in the church because you don't follow the will of the Father. And you monsters and mitres are about to feel the fullness of the curse you so justly deserve. Keep the faith, dear family. Keep the faith no matter what, because we know in the end, Christus vincit, Christ conquers. Keep the faith. Follow the will of our Father in heaven. Even when you don't see it in the world, you see the chaos in the world. And even when you see chaos in so many Catholic churches, keep the faith. Persevere to the end. God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.